Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. We are going on campus with the one and only, the valedictorian class of 2021, Miami Central Senior High, Pierre Labroche. And I am so pleased, Pierre. I'm just proud of you, uh, little bro, uh, for what you're doing. And let me see that. Let me see that sweatshirt you have on. I want to see that. There you go. Represent the brand. You are in East Palo Alto, California. On what campus are you on, young man? I am on. Um, I am on Stanford campus, and I am living specifically in Junipero and Wilbur Hall. Um, so the southeast side of Stanford University. Well, I tell you what, any side of Stanford University is quite an accomplishment, uh, young man. So congratulations on you, your academic success. No, it, it's a pleasure. We're so proud of you. And I want to just share with all of those that are with us today. Now, we're doing some campus tours virtually. And none other than Pierre to kind of kick things off as we start this school year. Pierre, tell me about the transition from Miami Central to Stanford. Tell me about that process for you. Uh, well, that process was a lot to really go through, uh, especially during the summer, uh, especially, especially during a pandemic. So it was a pretty unique experience. Um, but I'd say probably the first step was getting vaccinated. Um, Stanford takes its health of its students and staff very seriously. So it was a huge advocate of taking the COVID-19 vaccine uh, for students. It recommended taking, um, getting the shots near wherever you were living prior to coming to Stanford. But if you can't, um, you just let the school know and I work something out when you get up campus to find, find shots nearby for you to get and just help with that process. As well as just helping students who for health reasons just can't take the shot and taking precautions for that. Um, so that was like the first step getting the vaccine. And after that, it was just uh, getting a flight here which uh, it was a pretty long flight. It was about, I think, six to seven hours. Um, the particular airline that I chose also had about four-hour delay. So that was pretty tough. It was also the first time I really um, flown. I flew when I was a kid. Um, my dad told me when I was a kid, I flew to Boston, but I don't remember it. So this for me was like the first flight. Uh, I can tell you I'm not too ecstatic about flying back to Miami for seven hours in Christmas. It was really cramped. But after getting here, like, uh, it was pitch black when I got here, so I was surprised in the morning where was, the sun was out and everything just looked beautiful, like the scenery, the nature, the houses. Uh, it was amazing. And finally going to campus uh, the day after I arrived, because I arrived Saturday, on Friday, the day before I was supposed to move in on Saturday. So when I came to campus, it was really shocked. I was really nervous. I didn't know what to expect about the campus because I got a few virtual tours of the school, but seeing it in person is a different experience. Uh, one thing I would I'd say that um, the staff and the other students here are very friendly. I didn't know where I was supposed to go for my particular dorm. I just knew the name of it. So I literally got a mini tour as a, another, uh, another student, another freshman. Um, they call us Frost here, F-R-O-S-H, um, unique thing. And we just had a mini tour trying to find our dorm. Uh, it was a good little 20 minutes bonding with the person and exploring the environment. Uh, so transitioning here is very similar in terms of the weather. Miami and California are pretty similar. And even the vegetation, like they have a palm trees here, which I like, they made me feel at home. 
so <laughs> the weather here, I was there, definitely used to the weather. I can't say the same for some people in my dorm. This is going for some places from cold to completely hot here was a big, bit of a change. But yeah, transitioning here in terms of like the travel uh, was a lot, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm finally here. Uh, but I don't know if you want me to go into like the academic side or maybe just like the, uh, I don't know, getting accustomed to living in a roommate situation compared to being by myself. I don't know if you want to go there. Before we go there, Pierre, uh, let's go back to Miami Central. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me about just, again, uh, be it any challenges, any obstacles, as you went through your high school career and just growing up in Miami, what was one of the biggest challenges you had to overcome because we know where you are now. We're going to talk about academics. We're going to talk about what you're majoring in, that little light major you got going on over there. Uh, so you, you, you're such an underachiever, young man. I'm joking, of course. Uh, but let's take me back to Miami, just growing up in Miami and any obstacles that you faced and just how, that, how mentoring helped you along the way. Um, uh, I think one of the biggest obstacles for, I think not only just in Miami, just for a lot of black students and kids around the country and in the world, is just being in, sort of impoverished in poverty. Um, uh, my family wasn't all, didn't always have the money for everything. And we did struggle a lot, um, especially dealing with sort of my mom. And she did have a drinking and smoking problem when we were younger. So some of the finances that we did have kind of went towards that and I did have conflicts eventually. And it also did lead to her eventually having a, a heart attack or be with a, a stroke that eventually took her life. That was a very uh, emotional part of my life and experience. I always had a lot of uh, wondering if I properly dealt with that part of my life when it happened. One of the biggest things that was irking me is that throughout the entire experience, I never cried from her having that, um, you know, passing away to us burying her. Because the last time I saw her before our funeral, where she was dressed up, she looked very clean and everything was her having, in the process of having that heart attack, her being shipped to the hospital by um, in an ambulance. After that happened, I never saw her until the funeral. And so I don't really know how I processed that, but I do know um, after I started, this was right before sixth grade, I think about a month before I started sixth grade. Um, and after talking with my counselor, after going to sixth grade, after they found out about what happened to my mom, and I started, and they asked me to at least talk about her, because um, that's all they really wanted. And at the moment I started talking, I think the first like, two sentences, I just started crying for the first time, and it just all came out. Um, so I guess one tip, just um, a little tangent, is just we, uh, be really in tune with your emotions, because the moment I cried, I felt that I was had like a lot of pressure on myself. I felt lighter the moment I started crying. So. It really, your emotions really can have a sort of physical toll on your body. Um, but yeah, my mom passing away was one of the obstacles. Uh, and I think another one was just really growing up in a, in a community and it's sort of the depiction of America onto Black students of not really being pushed to go that far into academics or to somewhere like college. Like um, after high school, or even if you finished high school, um, they didn't, you were kind of um, set up in a world where like you could easily have gone to jail, you could easily just not do anything great with your life uh, or get into gangs or drugs and these other things that can really derail your life. Uh, and even making it, even if, even if you come out of these parts of your life from jail, from drugs, that a community afterwards wouldn't be as accepted of you or you wouldn't really have any other opportunities. So really staying away from that sort of lifestyle when it's so, it was just a huge part of Miami in general um, was very difficult. I've seen a lot of friends die because of that kind of lifestyle. 
and it's always heartbreaking, but it also serves as a reminder that uh, I can stay away from that, that I don't need to be pushed into that kind of environment or situation, that there is always an option because you don't have, you shouldn't feel like that kind of community or that lifestyle should be forced onto you or that you have to go down that just because uh, the world believes you should be. If you have a particular goal, you should um, set your mind to it and do what you can to achieve it. And I'm just lucky I was able to set that goal and actually get there. Uh, and I'm pursuing a lot of the other aspirations that I've made along the way. Pierre, what uh, kept you from going down the wrong path? I'd say a large part of that is my dad. He, um, he always wanted education for me and my younger sister. And he has done his best to ensure that kind of lifestyle did not, uh, was not for us. He, uh, particularly on my mom's side, um, there was a lot of gangs and drugs over there. And my dad knew about that. He made sure that um, he, of course, wanted us to connect with her side of the family, but he was always careful to make sure that we didn't really know about that. Um, I want to say no, but make sure we weren't involved in that kind of lifestyle. And whenever he saw that lifestyle was sort of seeping in, he made sure to put, put us back. At the time, I always wondered why he did that. Sometimes I couldn't connect with certain part of my mother's family. As I got older, I realized that because some of these members were in gangs, some of these members were drugs, they had no problem smoking around kids. Um, so he was really a, sort of a, a guardian angel for me in terms of keeping me away from that lifestyle, me and my sister. And he pushed me to go after education because when he had us, he was um, in college, but he did not want a family uh, while he was in college. So he made sure first to get us to college, me and in two years, my sister, before he goes back and tries because he has an aspiration to get a degree in cybersecurity and open his own business around that. But he wants to ensure that we have our future set before he thinks about his, um, uh, his own. He's always been self-sacrificing like that and putting us before him. Um, there's some times where there's not enough money to buy food for everyone. And he always makes sure that this is where he sp spends a dime on himself. He makes sure that we're full, that we are able to eat and have a roof over our head before he thinks about himself. So my dad was always a driving force. He made sure that I stayed on this goal to get an education um, and hopefully go to a school like Stanford, which thank God I was able to get there. And hopefully I'll get a career, uh, my career uh, aspirations to be a robotics engineer. And I'm in the heart and soul of, of that kind of community. So yeah, my dad was a real help in getting here and I'm grateful to have him. Now you got me smiling because it's so heartwarming. Uh, and certainly, uh, as I think about your family, I think about your challenges. And thank you for uh, for sharing uh, with us as well. But one of the things that's so important, you just mentioned robotics engineering. Uh, what was your GPA when you graduated from Miami Central as a valedictorian? Uh, my GPA, my unweighted GPA was around 3.98. And my weighted GPA was around 4.92, I believe. 4.92. Oh, yes. bravo. Uh, and so you not only graduated from Miami Central as the valedictorian, but what's what's better than graduating is to have those those mentors, those big in your life, you know, as well. Uh, what role has mentoring uh, played in your, your path to success, Pierre? In uh, mentoring, especially from Big Brothers Big Sister, uh, my mentor, his name was Hernando. Uh, I always feel, uh, not too confident saying his last name, I believe it was Hernando Lilinde, um, but um, he was my mentor from Big Brother's Big Sister, and he was a big help in 
really getting me more so onto the career side, as I did have a sort of uh, another help with it comes to essays, because that was my biggest word when it comes to college applications. But you really help with sort of the um, thinking both in college and outside of it with um, setting up a LinkedIn account, um, teaching me some um, customs involved with having uh, interviews and getting jobs and all those kind of things. Uh, and just setting me up for a career because he has some experience in the technology field. And I even got to see his, um, uh, where he worked once, which was really a good insight into um, that career path. I also did love how a lot of uh, where he worked at, they really kept themselves. Like, yes, it was business, but they also um, kept a bit of their personality in there. There was um, posters of games, some Dip Max, um, there was Funko Pops. Uh, so I, that made me laugh, think about, it. yes, this is, a, you know, an office, but it's like, you know, it still feels like there's, you know, people working here, you know, that sort of themselves are being pushed onto their work as well. Um, but going back to my mentor, he really did help guide me, um, help make a list of schools I should apply to, really think about um, the process as well about selecting them because I will admit Stanford was not, uh, I won't say my dream school, but not, I wouldn't really thought about a school specifically. I just, I need to go to college. I need to get an education. And I would have been happy going anywhere from Stanford to Miami Dade, which is another great school as well. You know, community college is a great option. Like if I had, if Miami Dade was my only option, or if Miami Dade was just, you know, compared to a lot of other colleges and schools and universities, Miami Dade, when I looked at it, was also a pretty good option. But, you know, I would have been fine as long as I got an education post um, high school. And, but Hernando really helped me narrow it down, gave me tips of like searching up schools that were um, really good in engineering and robotics specifically. And Stanford was one of those schools. So he helped narrow down from, I think, my initial list was about 60 schools to a solid eight schools, which I didn't even think was possible because every school seemed pretty good to me. So um, he really did help with narrowing down my list, um, offering to really help even editing um, papers, the occasional paper for college application and scholarships. Uh, and but really the business and opportunity angle after college and just building myself up for a professional career afterwards, he really helped in that field. And that's sort of part of my path to getting a, being a robotics engineer. He really did help set me up and I'm even using those to this day. I've connected with some people on LinkedIn as well as um, my resume and how I set it up has really helped. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the sort of the biggest things that's really helped me with. Well, no, your, your humility is your humility is so uh, refreshing uh, and saying we're proud of you is an understatement. Uh, let's talk about, and certainly shout out to your big brother, Hernando, who helped you just narrow down to focus, to make that those basic business things, you know, a LinkedIn uh, account. Uh, and as you prepare to just truly take charge and speaking to take charge, uh, you uh, landed a few scholarships along the way. With that 4.9 weighted GPA, valedictorian, Miami Central. Miami Central, is it Rockets? I want to get the mascot right. Yes, Rockets. Rockets. Yes. Go Rockets. So uh, shout out to the Miami Central Rockets, you know, as well. And so, you know, Shane Battier, uh, NCAA champion, NBA champion. You know, you had a chance to meet Shane and his family. And so tell us about that. You know, briefly tell us about that experience being not only, you know, five millers, a big brothers big sisters five miller scholarship recipient uh you want a few pen you want a few dollars from us but you also yes. got to take charge scholarship so i last time i checked stanford's not free so it's great to know <laughs> that you uh had some investment through our continuing education program uh as well uh so tell us about that 
Um, so yeah, Stanford is definitely not free. Um, I I remember I looked at actually the um, the bill or like the student's bill I have going to Stanford. And for me, when I went in there, uh, you know, I check because you know sometimes you know uh, expensive certain things you do on campus. Um, you gotta make sure you know where um, certain what's free on campus and what isn't. So occasionally I do check the budget on my bill. And I remember I went there for the first time. It said zero dollars. And uh, and I was so you know I I expected that considering the scholarships from the school I have and others, but seeing it it, it was a different experience. And when I opened it, because um, they tell you the list of where all the money is being used or applied to, um, for this quarter, uh, it costs about twenty eight thousand dollars just to be on campus and just to go to the school this year. And uh, tuition is a lot, so. Uh, yeah, so the scholarships really did help. And meeting Shane and really helping me there. Um, so I should probably start with meeting Shane. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, before uh, meeting Shane, I didn't know who he was. And so when I told my dad once, um, after you know meeting Shane that one time and told him in a car ride home that, yeah, I met Shane Battier. Uh, apparently he's this retired um, basketball, NBA basketball player, you know? Uh, and I remember my dad just looked at me and was like, Shane, you met Shane Battier? Like he knew instantly who that was. And he was ecstatic. Uh, and so when we actually had sort of, I guess, the scholarship um, signing event um, for the um, Take Charge scholarship and meeting my mentor, Hernando, um, he met Shane there and you know, he was really ecstatic to meet him in person and everything. And uh, really the help I got from like, the Shane um, Batty scholarship. Uh, even though I didn't go to a, a school in Florida, which would have been where a lot of the scholarship money would have helped me out in and going out of state, I really did like how the scholarship did encourage me to do that, even though it was saying that, yes, you wouldn't be able to apply the full amount of the scholarship, but we'll be able to help you out when you go down there, even to a school like Stanford. And they really did. They helped a lot with me just getting a plane ride here, helping with having a hotel for my family for a couple of days as they helped me transition uh, with buying supplies and other things that helped me get accustomed to living on campus, to even helping with renting a car to drive around uh, Stanford and exploring the area, getting me familiar with things I should be aware of, like where Walmart is, where some of the restaurants are, where um, a barber is nearby. I'm still looking for a barber. <laughs> um, um, so the scholarship really did help. And I've been, I've been communicating practically every day or every other day with um, representatives from the Shane Scholarship to uh, Marianne, to Noel, to Hannah, to a bunch of the others. So I have not locked that connection with the scholarship and I don't plan to. Um, and even speaking specifically to Shane, he even helped me um, connect with someone um, in the area that helped me buy a bike because Stanford, despite its small student population compared to some other schools, even some smaller schools, um, Stanford is a pretty big campus because it uh, has a small amount of students, but it offers a lot to these students. Um, so getting around, just walking takes a while. Um, for the first two days, I had to walk to my classes and they were about 12 minutes away walking. So I'd have to walk 12 minutes to get there and then walk back 12 minutes. Uh, so having a bike really helped. It cut the 12 minutes down to about two to three minutes. Uh, and it's a really good workout. Uh, either one is a good workout, but I really prefer biking. Um, so Shane really did help me get the bike. So getting around um, campus quickly, he really did help. Um, that's how I'm able to stay a little longer in some of um, the things I do um, in my dorm and get to my class with less than five minutes to spare. There have been times where I just barely made it to class on some days, 
because of that bike. So I'm really happy he was able to help with that. Uh, and he even established a connection with the person who helped buy me um, the bike. His name, I want to get his name correct, if you don't mind, if I say it. Uh, he's a CEO of a business. Uh, his name is Ryan uh, Caldbeck. I believe I'm saying his name right. His name is Ryan Caldbeck. He's the CEO of um, uh, CEO, come on, what's his name? The CEO of Circle Up. And yes, I want to make sure I get that right because he's a big help and he is communicating to now Shane helped me get that bike, but he also gave me a connection into sort of the, uh, the Silicon Valley area and that connection. So he's already established a connection I have to sort of uh, a career connection after I graduate. And uh, I'm gonna make sure to keep in contact with that person, of course, because he's a big help, uh, he's a really nice guy. He got me some Indian food for our first talk together, which I never had Indian food before. And even in that one community, um, that one talk between us, which was, I think, maybe half an hour, I got so much information about what I should do, even more for interviews and careers and just what I should do um, while I'm in campus, focusing on sleep, making sure I'm staying healthy, choosing classes like um, you know, public speaking or just logic, um, understanding how we talk and argue with other and persuade other people to do certain things, and just mindfulness and maybe meditation as well. And the actual class named Happy, which is Happy, uh, which I didn't know about, but after reading about it on our Stanford um, courses, it sounds like a really interesting class. Um, so yeah, the Shane, the Shane uh, Battier Scholarship has done a lot for me in getting here and just establishing my future. And I will forever keep that connection. Well, what you're doing is you are building a portfolio. And that portfolio includes your big brother, you, the whole big brothers, big sisters, take stock in children, family. You're a part of all of that. And I want to make sure when you talk about 28,000 and then seeing a zero balance, that's a direct result of a Gates scholarship. You know, the obviously the Take Charge scholarship. Uh, if you will, that Florida pre prepaid scholarship through Takes Charge as well, the Five Miller Scholarship recipient. But now before we close out, uh, you've, you've met business contacts. Uh, and shout out to my man Shane Battier, champion on and off the, the court uh, as well, so, and to his dear family. Now, Pierre, uh, you graduate Miami Central. You're now uh, at Stanford University, the illustrious Stanford University. You got secretaries of state. You got, uh, there's a guy that plays golf pretty well that went to Stanford University. I don't know if you first named Tiger. <laughs> so you got some pretty cool, uh, pretty cool graduates of Stanford University, Condoleezza Rice, Stanford alum, and so many others. Uh, but especially, I love the fact you were so intentional about being a black man, being a black student growing up in inner city, uh, impoverished, having to deal with so many challenges. But you are not another statistic. You know, the, you look at that, uh, the background of where you grew up and what you had to deal with, losing your mom. You didn't feel sorry for yourself. You persevered. You had to mourn the loss of your mom. And I appreciate you sharing that process you went through. But now let's talk about your future. You're on the campus of Stanford University in East Palo Alto, California, as we speak. World, take note. But now, tell us your major. You're majoring in uh, a couple of things. Go ahead and talk to us about your major. Um, right now, the two uh, majors I plan, <laughs> the two um, sort of 
path I'm in, uh, plan to major in is uh, mechanical engineering and or computer science. Stanford offers an opportunity to double major. Uh, it's a lot of work, but I'm debating right now whether I want to go through that or whether to major in one, which one to major in and which one to murder in. Um, but those two are my, are my two concerns in terms of majoring right now. Good. And now you mentioned it earlier, but I want for clarity's sake, uh, you put you want to be as far as your career path, you would let you want to be what? A robotics engineer. What does a robotics engineer do? Uh, well, as the name implies, I really do love how the American uh, the English system works is um, engineer for robotics. So basically, I engineer robotics or I build uh, there's really two main types of um, robotics engineering, which is why I'm debating between mechanical engineering or computer science. And that is sort of, as I like to describe it, external and internal. The external being building sort of the actual body of a robotics engineer and the framework and everything like that. So, and the internal being sort of the programming, the hardware, the logistics of making the robot do what you want it to do. So um, if you want a robot to pick up a ball, uh, the external will be building the body that will actually pick it up and be able to um, be able to move, crush down, pick it up, and put it back and give it to you. While the internal will be the ones that pro uh, programs the logic, where if I press this certain button, the robot will know to do these things. Uh, because without the internal, the body will be just a body, won't be able to do anything. And with just the internal, you would have the code to do something, but you wouldn't have the body to execute it. So I'm debating between those two in, and if I double major, I'll be able to be uh, an expert in both these fields, which is really valuable. So yeah, I say you just do both, uh, <laughs> just and build the next Iron Man. Uh, you know, just 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 do both, my man. Uh, but Pierre, uh, on behalf of the entire Big Brothers Big Sisters family, uh, we are so very proud of you. What you have uh, overcome what you are doing, and what you mean to society. Uh, again, uh, Pierre Labroche, uh, remember the name, because this young man is going places. And if you want to become a mentor, if you want to make a big difference in someone's life, www.bbsmiami.org, because Pierre, you're going to see, you're going to only see him again in Miami. You're going to hear from him again in Miami, because again, back on campus. Rep that sweatshirt one more time for me, Pierre. Let the world see it. Little brother Pierre, repping the brand, East Palo Alto, California. I'm just this hype man. You know, in the game of life, everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Pierre, all the best to you, my friend. Study hard. Not only build the robot, but go ahead and make sure that robot does what it needs to do. Just like mentoring, it's the inside and the outside that makes everything work like it should. Take care, Pierre. You too. Thanks for having me, Gail. Okay, my man. Take care. This is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life. Let's go. Oh!